Hello, and welcome to Classically Lit with Sab. I'm Sab, otherwise known as Sabrina, but Sab is one of my nicknames, and I am your host. Here I bring you selections of my favorite bits of literature and tell you how they inspire me and my art. Words have eloquent power and can evoke soaring images in the mind's eye, and they are how I choose to become lit. Is anybody there? Are you listening? If not, I hope you do, because I have some news. I have grown really tired of trying to be something that I'm not and of trying to place myself into boxes that I do not fit in. What in the world are you talking about, Sabrina? You may be asking yourself, so please allow me a little bit of time to explain that to you. In another week or two, it will be the one-year anniversary of my leaving my full-time job to pursue my dreams. This past year has been one of trial and error, growth and frustration, but ultimately one of discovery. I am now convinced that nothing challenges the mind and the will and the spirit more like stepping out on your own and trusting yourself. As a matter of fact, in the beginning, last July, it was completely overwhelming and it can place a person like myself, who is an introvert, into a state of shock and fear. I found it quite easy to begin judging myself harshly and comparing my work to others. Insecurity really sank its claws into my shoulders and climbed on my back. I attempted to shake that little fiend off by creating boxes and placing myself into them, trying to make my creativity fit. However, when that did not work, another little winch, doubt, crawled into my ear and started whispering its horrid little lies. So I kept making new boxes and trying to force myself to fit into them, and a cycle started. So what was I into over the past year? I left my full-time job to do photography full-time. But as time went on, I was trying different things. So those constrictive boxes included activities and thoughts such as changing the way I edit my photos, opening a studio space, attempting to take up sewing, and then, of course, developing the mindset that I had to change and save the world one person at a time. And oh, so much more. Ugh. Cycles with pigeonholes never get me anywhere except on the spiral slide down to my old frenemy, depression. Depression, how she loves to pretend to make me feel better, but she is so two-faced it just makes me cringe. When I meet up with her in her dismal abode, it is like stepping into the fae realm that's in the old stories. Where most of the fae tell us that you believe you've been in that realm only a day or a night, but when you get back to your own realm, an entire season has passed. Thankfully, some events and people happened in my life to shake some sense into me. But I'm not going to go into detail about that here. Instead, these instances in my life caused me to take a step back and look at what brought me to the decision I made last year of leaving my job in the first place. I sat back, asked myself, what drove me in the deepest part of my mind, my soul, and my heart, and core, to take that step out on faith. At first, I thought it was the need just to be creative or perhaps my love of the visual arts, which in part both are true, but there was more, and I had to dig all the way down to my roots to find it. After peeling back layer after layer of the Russian nesting doll of my mind, at the core is a simple principle, and that is, I have a deep love and attachment to story. One would think that would be obvious to me since I have a degree in English for crying out loud, but simplifying my inner drive was actually hard for me. 
as my mother loves to tell everyone. Sabrina and her dad make everything complicated to figure things out. Let me tell you about the time she went out to hang Christmas lights with a calculator on the porch. <laughs> then she will launch into that story laughing hysterically. I will admit, I do make things complicated, but I blame it all on my creative mind. Therefore, with this backstory in place, allow me to introduce to you my first love, literature. <sighs> literature. She is my muse and has taken me on more journeys and inspired me more than anything else in my life. Consequently, she has shaped my life and molded me into who I am today. From the pages of the most published work in the world, the Bible, to the illustrated pages of Porky the Puppy, or classic myths, legends, fairy tales, poetry, prose, etc. That list could go on and on, trust me. It does not matter what I'm looking at or thinking about. I look for her subtle threads connecting the world I live in. Naturally, her tendrils of inspiration show up in my visual art as well. So I have decided to start sharing with you what inspires me. Oh, come on, it will be fun. I plan to comb through the leaves of my vast collection of works and draw out selections that tug at my heart and mind. Words have such power that they can take you into different states of your mind and being. Art in general can be so stirring and evoking that it induces altered states of consciousness. Why else do people enjoy going to watch comedies, thrillers, or even tragedies on the silver screen? I just happen to enjoy arousing intense emotions with words, my paintings, and photography. I suppose you can call me a classic romantic at heart, which led me to the name of this podcast, Classically Lit with Sab. Who needs to induce euphoria via substances such as alcohol, drugs, or anything else when you can allow the classics of art to move you? I love what Danny Shapiro said in her book, Still Writing. Fill your ears with the music of good sentences, and when you finally approach the page yourself, that music will carry you. Doesn't that quote just conjure images of your, in your mind? I know it does for me. I know that when I'm reading or even writing, which I'm getting back into more and more, I swear I can hear it in my mind. So each week, I will select a passage or work to share with you and discuss what it brings to my mind's eye as well as share any visual art that it inspires me to create in my world on my website. So accordingly, I bring you to today's selection. The Listeners by Walter de la Mer Is anybody there, said the traveler, knocking on the moonlit door, and his horse in the silence chomped the grasses of the forest ferny floor, and a bird flew up out of the turret above the traveler's head, and he smote upon the door again a second time. Is anybody there? he said. But no one descended to the traveler. No head from the leaf-fringed sill leaned over and looked into his great eyes, where he stood perplexed and still. But only a host of phantom listeners that dwelt in the lone house then stood listening in the quiet of the moonlight to that voice from the world of men, stood thronging the faint moonbeams on the dark stair that goes down to the empty hall, hearkening in an air stirred and shaken by the lonely traveler's call. And he felt in his heart their strangeness, their stillness answering his cry, while his horse moved cropping the dark turf neath the starred and leafy sky. For he suddenly smote on the door even louder and lifted his head. Tell them I came and no one answered, that I kept my word, he said. Never the least stir made the listeners, though every word he spake fell echoing through the shatterness of the still house the one man left awake. 
Aye, they heard his foot upon the stirrup and the sound of iron on stone, and how the silence surged softly backward when the plunging hoofs were gone. The Listeners by Walter de la Mer. I hope you enjoyed today's selection. I'm going to forego discussing it today because this is the inaugural episode, but I do look forward to bringing you more episodes in the future. If you'd like to get to know me a little bit better or just want to check out the home of the, of the podcast, it's going to be at www.sabrinalgreen forward slash classically lit with sab. Today's music was provided via Soundstripe, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Until next time, be inspired, get creative, and don't forget, get lit.